Hey everybody, this is Chuck Marone. Welcome back to the Strong Towns Podcast. It's day three of our member drive, and we're very excited uh, to have you here listening. Uh, we're also going to be very excited for you to go to strongtowns.org, sign up to become a member. Uh, boy, we're, we're over the 1700 mark, heading towards 1800 now, uh, trying to get there by the end of the day today. We've got a big surge that we need uh, towards the end of the week, but boy, the, the more momentum we can get now, uh, the the easier that that final uh, final push is going to be. So don't hold out on me. Uh, head over to strongtowns.org. Sign up to become a member. We're we're not asking you to give up a ton. Uh, membership is uh, is is five dollars a month if you want to do it monthly. If you want to do it yearly, it's twenty five dollars a year. Uh, we want to make this accessible to everybody. We're we're not trying to to break your bank here. If you can do more. Uh, boy, we, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have it. We can certainly make good use of it, but boy, we just need you. We we need you to, to be one of the first 2000 members to be part of the 2000 strong, uh, to sign up and, uh, and to help support this movement. Yesterday I talked about the problem we're trying to solve this big, this big problem. Our cities are struggling financially. Uh, and, and we as a culture lack, a common understanding to explain it. And because of that, we're not really sure what to do, right? That's not a small problem. That's a, that's a huge, huge problem. And I, I think the burden that, that we kind of have here at Strong Towns and, and, and you have as a, as a member of this audience and, and hopefully as a member of the organization is that you're not looking at this in a narrow way, right? The, the burden we have is that we see this bigger problem, right? And we feel compelled to act on it, we feel we feel compelled to make a difference in that. If if the problem was very narrow, right, uh, I think things might be a lot easier. You know, a, a lot of people look at this problem and they say, "Well, we're just not people; just are not paying enough taxes, right?" If people just paid more taxes, um, th- there's another group of people that look at this and say, "Well, people are paying too much taxes, right? There's there's too much money uh, being taken out of the private sector. If, if we could just reverse that." Uh, this would fix the problem in our cities. Of course, <laughs> not, neither of those are absolutely true, right? If we if we had more money but continue to do things that were insolvent, uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna help us in the long run. If we, uh, you know, starved our, our governments of money and and forced them to make difficult decisions, are, are they going to make any better and more informed decisions than they do now? If they have a incorrect understanding of how places become successful. No, they're not, they're not going to do that. Right. Uh, sometimes we hear people say, well, you know, the problem is that uh, we're just not listening to the experts, right? If we just, if we just listen to that engineer, if we just listen to that planner, if we just had a good economic development, uh, advisor or a, a good city administrator, uh, boy, we could, we could fix this whole thing. Um, we also have, you know, really strong arguments that we have too many experts, right? We have uh, too many people with too narrow of an understanding of how things work. And uh, we could give them, you know, all the power that we want. And sure, they could create prosperity for a time. But we know that, you know, there's this long term price to pay for that. Uh, one of the things that culturally we tend to agree on is that we need more infrastructure, right? We should be we should be spending more money on infrastructure, not not my money. But someone else should be spending someone else's money to build more infrastructure. Uh, that that's like one of the things we have a cultural consensus on. Not here at Strong Towns, right? Not here 
as strong towns. Um, and, and I think we're just wired to believe that we need more growth, right? More growth, as Tomas Sedlicek uh, has pointed out, more growth allows us to solve the problem of how do you split one loaf of bread amongst three people? Uh, well, the way, you, the way you do that in a modern sense is you grow the economy and you create two new loaves, right? And actually you create five new loaves and the person who had one now has three and the, the other two people have a loaf themselves. That, that's how we do it in a modern economy. And, and this is a lot easier to do than it is to try to figure out how to split that one loaf three ways, right? It's a, it's a, it's a lot easier thing. But as a Strong Towns audience member, as a Strong Towns advocate, as part of the Strong Towns movement, we understand that things aren't that simple, right? It's a pretty easy exercise to create five loaves of bread today uh, if you're willing to sacrifice your future financial health. It's a very easy thing for a city to experience growth and prosperity today if they're willing to take on all kinds of future financial commitments they have no chance of meeting. If they're willing to take on debt, if they're willing to uh, essentially sacrifice their future for that little bit of prosperity today. This is the essence of the curbside chat conversation. This is the essence of the Strong Downs message. This is the essence of our kind of core insights is that cities, uh, local governments, it, this collection of us living in cities, towns, and neighborhoods together, we can collectively make things work out really well for us today if we are willing to take on long-term obligations, make long-term promises that, that we're just not going to have the capacity to meet, right? That's the business model. That's the business model that doesn't work. That's the business model that is failing for cities. And our narrative explains this, right? Our narrative gets at this. And it gets at it in a way that uh, is not binary, right? It is rather complex. Um, you know, we, we're not going to fall down on the uh, side that we need to raise taxes, and we're not going to fall down on the side that we need to cut taxes. We're not going to fall down on the side that there's too much bureaucracy and too many experts. And we're also not going to say that there's not enough bureaucracy and, and we need more experts, right? It's, we, we don't fit in any of those kind of standard paradigms that people like to put things in today. It's a, it's a different conversation. It's a different understanding. We get the fact that the core problem with our business model, the core problem that leads to our city struggling at the end of the day is a cultural one. It's a human problem. These are, these are human failings, right? This is the way we're all kind of wired to behave. And if you look back at traditional development patterns, what you see is that essentially the way those systems were optimized by trial and error over thousands of years, basically were designed to push back on those human impulses. The places that didn't, didn't survive very long, right? They had to figure it out. They had to figure out a way to balance all of those different, not only uh, kind of natural human urges and instincts on how to create great prosperity today, but uh, at the expense of selling out your future, we had to balance that over time. Uh, we figured it out. And in the last hundred years, we've walked away from that. And we've seen our cities grow fragile. We've seen them start to fall apart. We've seen neighborhoods fall apart. Uh, and we've seen communities crumble in, in ways that 
were really unfathomable throughout all of human history. Um, you know, we, we had cities that were defeated and cities that were laid bare. And we had cities that were uh, abandoned in early phases of development. We had, we had cities that were abandoned. You can read Jared Diamond's Collapse. We had cities that were abandoned for ecological reasons. But we've never had the widespread decline and neglect and abandonment uh, that we have seen now uh, in such a short period of time after stuff was, was actually built. We've created a bad business model. And strong towns is the way we explain that to people. We understand here that the way our cities are going to grow successful, the way that they're going to create wealth that allows them to, to be here generation after generation, uh, to be that stable base of support for the places we want to live in, the places that we want to start businesses in, the places where we want to raise families and, and, and fall in love and, and listen to good music and be, make beautiful art and, and enjoy the outdoors. The, the cities that we want to be part of, we understand that the way we're going to do that and have them be here for us over the long term is to grow them incrementally, to focus on the productivity of those places, to focus on humans, to focus on people, and the experience that they have there. We realize at Strong Towns that the way we're going to make this country successful is not by having a strong central government uh, with prosperity that trickles down. It's not by going to have a strong, uh, you know, corporate sector uh, where, you know, Wall Street in, is able to uh, marshal all kinds of capital and then deploy that uh, through, uh, you know, whatever market means uh, they're trying to access to get this to large corporations that can come in and make investments in our communities. This, this isn't how we build wealth. This isn't how we build wealth at, at the local level. What we understand is that when we make small investments over a broad area, over a long period of time, when we focus on building incrementally, when we focus on the humans and, and the experience that people have in the places that they live, and incrementally improving that experience, incrementally improving people's lives, that we build places that are financially productive, are healthy, are successful, and are strong and resilient. This is a different model than what we have today. And what we're trying to do at Strong Towns is not go out and put this model into place. I mean, we, we realized early on if, if we were going to do this as consultants, right? If we were going to do this as uh, yeah, as neighborhood organizers, for example, uh, we would be at this forever. Like the, the, there's, we would not get this done in the time frame that it needs to be done because of the urgency uh, attached to it. You know, our cities are failing, people are hurting. Uh, th this is not working out well. We need to make some radical changes now. If if we don't uh, attack this problem in a radically different way. Uh, it's just going to overwhelm us. It's going to overwhelm us. And, and quite frankly, and this is a little diversion from my notes that I've got here. Um, we're going to go crazy, right? If, if we don't have a, a, a way to explain this to each other, if we don't have a way to talk about this and explain it to ourselves and to each other, we're going to go crazy. We're going to go nuts. Um, we're going to fall apart as a society. And so what we at Strong Towns have done is we've said what we can do 
and, and, and the thing that we can do that adds the most value is we can actually explain this. We can actually get people moving in a different direction. This isn't what I originally thought that I would be doing, right? Uh, when I first started out giving the curbside chat presentation and going around the country and talking to different groups, I think the thing that astounded me most was that this resonated with everybody. I was on a radio show once and they asked me, um, who disagrees with you? Who, 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 uh, you know, is your antagonist? And I had to answer that honestly, like nobody, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure there are individuals out there who think we've got things wrong and we're, we're not looking at this the right way. Um, I had some, I had the, 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 uh, the guy from market urbanism on earlier. They're kind of cranky with me because, uh, we, we're not for rejecting all zoning codes at all periods of time and allowing unlimited building wherever the market would demand it. There's people who have those kind of, of nuance, but who disagrees with us on the fundamental core insight of strong towns. I, I, I haven't met anybody really. I met anybody. And I think that's shocking. I really do. Um, early on, uh, I, I had a local antagonist who would just follow me around and she was just vicious. She was just mean. And her problem was more with me than with anything else. Um, but I kind of encapsulated her critiques and thought, you know, maybe this was, no, her, her critique was me. Uh, it, it was, you know, me and, and kind of the threat that my ideas had to her system and, and the systems that she had kind of built up around her. Um, I've traveled around the country and nobody disagrees with this. When we talk to people and we lay out the whole Ponzi scheme narrative and show them how, uh, you know, we as humans, uh, through a mechanism uh, called temporal discounting are highly, uh, prone to value pleasurable things today and deeply discount the negative impacts in the future. And that when you take that and you unleash that and you extrapolate that to a development pattern, you get the suburban experiment. You get the way that we build cities today. Uh, people say, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. And so what, what we realized is that the thing that we can do that will change things for the better the way that we can have the greatest impact is to get this radical revolutionary message in front of as many people as we can to help them see it, to help them understand it, to help bring them into this conversation. Because the more people that can be talking strong towns, the more room there's going to be for people who want to innovate, the more demand there's going to be for good engineers and good planners and, 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 and good politicians who want to go out and, and do things incrementally, the more demand there's going to be for a different kind of business model, the more that we're going to reject the kind of old way of thinking about things and actually change our tone and change our culture to do things differently. Our strategic plan has three phases. Three things that we do uh, is very simple. Um, that simplicity has allowed us to deal with this complex issue. Uh, if we were trying to attack this complex issue in a very complex way, like I said earlier, uh, we would just spin our wheels, right? The simplicity of our approach has allowed us to take on this very complex issue and be incredibly effective doing it. We do three things. We create content. 
you're listening to part of it right now, this podcast. We write the blog. We're reaching over a million people this year with this message. Uh, we go out and do events. Uh, we put together graphics and videos. We create content. The second thing we do is we distribute that. Uh, we have become really, really good at uh, leveraging small amounts of money uh, to get our message in front of a lot of people. Uh, we've spent a lot of time studying how to do this effectively. Uh, if you look under the hood and look at our metrics, uh, we're kicking butt. Um, excuse the, uh, <laughs> I don't think we have to bleep that out, <laughs> but that's about as curse word as you get here in central Minnesota. Uh, we're kicking butt over some organizations that have massively huge budgets. Um, I can see the stats and I can see how we compare to other organizations that are doing media kind of messaging and we are absolutely destroying them in terms of raw engagement, in terms of number of people involved, in terms of, of the velocity of our conversation. We're killing them and we have a budget that's 10% of theirs, 10%. We distribute content. The third thing we do, and we talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, is we nudge people to take action. And I said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we've, we've struggled with this. I think I kind of downplayed a little bit the, the strides that we've made. We have seen a ton of positive things happen. Uh, tomorrow's podcast is going to be one of those stories. Uh, but we have, we have done a, a ton of, we have seen a ton of success happen from just those first two items that we've done. We have done a lot of things to try to nudge people along. Uh, to encourage them to take that next incremental step, to start to take ownership of their communities, to step up and, and, and do something different, to not be afraid. And we've seen huge success from that. There's a lot more work to be done in that area. And 2018 is going to be a lot about improving our ability to nudge people, working on that nudge. How do we help this message become one that translates into people taking action? Because that's, that's how success is going to happen. Those are the three things we do. We create content, we distribute it, we nudge people to take action. And uh, it's making a huge difference. It's making a huge difference. Tomorrow, uh, I, I, I recorded an interview last week uh, with someone in one of the cities that I think is a major success story. And we're going to get into that one tomorrow with you. Uh, tomorrow, I'm actually going to be in... Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then uh, headed over to Detroit. We've got a member meetup in, uh, in Ann Arbor, too, if you're in the area. Uh, we do member meetups all over the country, by the way. If you sign up to become a member this week, you will get those special invites when we're in your neck of the woods. And if you go look at the map, we're pretty much everywhere. We, uh, we cover a lot of ground in the course of a year, and we're actually talking about ways to expand that, too. So if you want to meet up uh, with me, meet up with some of our members, uh, talk shop, Go sign up and become a member today. We'll let you know when we're in the neighborhood and you can come out and hang out with us. Uh, love that. Absolutely love it. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, we're going to chat about one of those success stories. In the meantime, don't do it. Don't hold out on me. I need you to go and sign up right now. Strongtowns.org. Go to the website. Click on Join the Movement. Uh, pick a level. We actually had someone today, and I'm not joking you. I'm not, I'm not joking you. They picked $500 a month. That blew me away. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I am stunned, speechless at that. Uh, thank you 
Thank you, thank you. I'm hoping we're going to be able to to point out who that is and announce it and, and give them a shout out. But I mean, that's huge. That that is incredible for us. I'm not asking for that. Uh, go do five dollars a month. I mean, seriously. Uh, when when we grow our movement of people, uh, it it does all kinds of amazing things. Not only does it provide us the financial base of support that we need, but my gosh, when we can turn around and say, look, we've got 2,000 strong. We're, we're 2,000 strong. We've got 2,000 members around the world supporting this movement of people. 2,000 people that are like our Green Beret kind of soldiers, right? Are like in the, the, in, in, in the pack, right? They're part of our tribe that we can turn around and call on and say, look, uh, let's, let's go. Let's, let's keep going. Uh, that changes everything. It changes everything. Um, we have very intentionally not gone, uh, the major donor route. We've not gone the foundation route. We've not started this organization by building it uh, on the backs of large donations where the small donations, the monthly memberships, the individuals contributing didn't matter. We have built the core of this organization around you around individuals, around individuals who felt this message was so important, felt so compelled by it that they wanted to get it out there in front of people. That's you. Go to strongtowns.org, sign up today, become a member, become one of our first 2,000, become one of the 2,000 strong. And when you do that, not only are you going to be making yourself and your community and your place a little stronger, you're going to be making this movement a little bit stronger too. And you know what? That's what it's all about. If what I am is what's in me, then I'll stay strong, that's who I'll be. And I will always be the best me that I can be. There's only one me, I admit. Have a dream, I'll follow it. It's up to me to try. Oh, I'ma keep my head up high. Keep on reaching high. Never gonna quit, I'll keep getting stronger. And nothing's gonna bring me down Never gonna stop, gotta go Because I know I'll keep getting stronger